0: Hello, I'm Darren. And I'm Tony. And welcome to fiction cast number 10. That's a number 10. Um, there was no fiction cast last week, but to be honest, we didn't have much to say, so we thought, well, th- there's no point in going on and just saying nothing, then going, because that would be a waste of everybody's time. However, this week, uh, we've got loads of stuff to talk about. We have indeed got tons and tons and tons of stuff. Uh, I think you want to start off with, just with the Star Trek Genesis of the Borg, didn't you?
1: Yeah, with the Star Trek, the Genesis of the Borg, a progress. Um, Right, so far, as we've been discussing in the last podcast, scenes one and two were almost complete. Um, They are now complete, and they are what we call sealed. And that's one of our, it's a fiction-shed kind of word, it's not... In any production kind of sense of a word but what we do is we seal an, uh, a scene and when we seal a scene it's basically that is it that's good to go there will be no alterations at all to that scene it's basically We're ready to go so what we do is we seal it which means no one can add anything to it or edit to it we can if we really really need to but then it'll have to go through about three or four people within the fiction shed group to say look This is really needed and then we'll unseal it because there's one thing about sealing the scene that's really necessary and that's to make sure everybody, once the scene's sealed, everybody's working from the same version of the script. So once it's sealed, it's basically that's it. So everybody's working from a sealed version of the script. So um, everybody's basically doing the same thing and reading from the same version. So it's really, really important.
0: And this week's competition is, how
1: many times did Tony just say sealed? And how do you spell sealed? <laughs> and no, sealed as not in the uh, sort of aquatic mammalian sort of seal. Or the singer.
0: Yeah, but uh, anyway, <laughs> the the project is going along very well. And um, we've got quite a few people on board now. Um, yeah, uh, we'll
1: get uh, four uh, four new members of cast...
0: Yeah, which is very, very good. Um, Plus, they've all got um, a Trek background to them. You've got three of them that do the Starbase 66 podcast. You've got um, the guy who does the Happy Times podcast, who goes under the alias of Trekkie
1: Geek, which is always a good one. And we've got Mandy from Nerd Hurdles.
0: Yeah, very good cast so far, and hopefully there's going to be a lot of good ideas flowing around, and we can get this out there pretty soon. Um, we've decided on a an air date, or should say a, a completion date, already, haven't we? Um, yeah, we, we think have, it's yeah. quite realistic, and we plan for... March of next year. Which does not does seem miles away. I mean, it's, what, six months away, but six months in production time is no time at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, what we've got to do, we've got to finish writing um, the, the script finish the some elements of the story we need to iron out, finish writing that. At the same time, we've got to get all the sound effects in place. We've got to get the cast in place. We've got to get the scripts then sealed, as I said before, the word sealed, and then distributed to the cast. Then the cast will obviously utilise the sealed scripts and come back to us and we'll start doing the recording. Then that's basically what we're in, the phase we're in at the moment is pre-production. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully by November, I think November, we'll want to be looking at coming out of pre-production and over sort of back in November, start going to production phase. And then February is when production will end. And then basically March, back end of March, we'll uh, start the post and then have obviously the release at the back end of March yeah yeah um
0: if you if anybody does want to get involved um we've got a generic email address now which is is just for the genesis of the borg project and that is info at genesis of the Borg.com. genesis of the borg is all one word as
1: well so that's right uh, yeah. no hyphens no underscores just genesis of the borg if you haven't been to the website, just hop on to com, and you'll get a nice little teaser there and also a link in the top right hand corner to the forum as well.
0: Yeah. Other projects. I've. Um, Scott Cast, as you know, um, is Red Dwarf podcast. In just over two weeks' time, there's the Red Dwarf convention dimension Up, and myself and Anthony will be going there. And we thought, well, while we're there, we might as well get some footage. Um. So that, that's the plan. So we we go in. Um, I'm going in hand with an iPod Touch and uh, to use a recording software there. Um, I bought a little microphone for it, uh, which I tested the other day, which is very good. And the plan is we're going to record, upload that to Boo. The software will then take that recording and then pop it up onto the website. Yep, that will go into the RedwallForum.com which will then get posted on the Fiction Shed site. Um, so if you want to if you want follow us, you can follow us on Twitter and you can get the information there. In fact, that, that address, by the way, is twitter.com forward slash Fiction Shed
1: um, just for the latest news on all the projects. Indeed, and obviously, if you're going to Dimension Jump, have a look out for, the, uh, for Darren and for Anthony, the guys there, because obviously they'll be glad to answer any questions you've got about anything to do with Scuttercast? anything to do with anything on Fiction Shed, and obviously, you know, uh, get your picture taken with him while you can. Uh, It's going to be one of these, oh, well, well, I met this guy before he was famous. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we can only hope,
0: eh? Um, We were going to do, was it last weekend, two weekends ago, we were going to do the anniversary of Nova B. Unfortunately, uh, well, you probably heard uh, Fiction Cast 9. Uh, I think, listening back, we just had a both had a very very rough week, um, because we both sound half asleep on it, and we totally forgot about the anniversary. So it it. we're going to pick up the pieces now and just discuss um, Nova B, um, how it all started, uh, where where the idea
1: came from, and where we're at with it now. Yeah, I mean it's been over a year, and over a year. I mean a year doesn't sound like a long time, but it feels. I don't know about you, don't, but it actually feels a lot longer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. It feels- just-
0: just personally from, from that, I think that was the first episode, um, or should I say the first project, that I used a different voice. Um, when I did the Vibe pilot, so I was obviously using my own voice. When we did Guildies, I was using my own voice, but that was put through like a sequencer and um, to, to adjust the pitch. And it was this one, I actually do a different voice, which for me was, was new and very challenging.
1: A lot of people, um, obviously, we always harp on about how we're a bunch of amateurs and obviously we encourage anybody to join us. It doesn't matter whether you think you've got uh, any particular skills or not. We always say give it a go. And I think I think Darren's the embodiment of that in a way that he didn't feel comfortable at first uh, changing his voice for Ron. Um, but he, he, he kept with it and obviously it became easier to do. Yeah, yeah. And the practice that came on. And, and I think that's really what it's all about. It's about you, you, you give something a go and you run with it and you see what it's like. And, you know, you could probably kick run off now, you know, a click of a finger and then you can, yeah, yeah. You know, you can burst into run at any point you want. Um, I mean, the beginnings of Novo B, um, it, I don't think we've ever talked about how it actually began originally, how it began. It actually began in May. Um, the previous May, May of last year, May of two thousand and eight, yeah, and it actually began with the theme tune. I was, um, I was having a mess, I was having a mess around. Really, I thought, oh, I'm bored. I'll, uh, I'm going to write some music today. Um, obviously, I do all the scoring and all the music for Novo B, and I'll be doing all the score for uh, Stasis Genesis of the Borg as well. And uh, sat there and I thought, oh, I've just finished watching Babylon Five. I think, oh, let me do my version. And I played it, and I thought, yeah, this is, sounds pretty good. So I said to Darren, Darren went, yeah, that sounds sweet. And I thought, well, let me just enhance it a bit. What can I do with it? i tell you what, I'll, I'll put some dialogue over the top, just like they did in Babylon 5 itself. You know, they had the intro bit. Yeah, yeah. And when he talks about, you know, it's the year, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And I did that. And then when we both heard it, it was kind of like, it was, it was different to what we'd done before. Yeah. It was kind of like it was on. A, it was kind of like a, a level up, wasn't it? Yeah. It, you know, we were sat there thinking, yeah, Vips is okay, this, that, and the other, and Guildies is all right, and that sounds good. But we got this piece of dialogue over this really nice piece of music uh, that we'd made, and we thought, well, hang on a minute, why not just? I mean, we were wanting to do something kind of serious for ages, because Vips was a funny thing, and Guildies is a comedy as well, and we yeah. were thinking. We wanted really to do something serious because we wanted to sort of test the um, the, the other side of, of delivery of dialogue and the other side of voice acting because jokes and comedy is one thing, but delivering serious dialogue is, is a completely different thing because it requires you to think in a different way and, and the inflection in your voice is completely different because either yeah. you can sound square or you can actually put the emotion. And I think... That that that's, that was kind of an attractive factor, and I, I ran with it initially, and did the first episode, uh, and then obviously Darren got involved with the character Ron at the end of the second episode. Yeah, um, and it that, the initial ideas were basically right. Let's see what we can do. Darren hadn't seen much um, B five at all.
0: No, I had to do loads and loads of research. In fact, I just to get into the characters to understand what Ron was, um, what their whole war was. I actually sat through the entire five seasons of it, which at times, to be honest, were quite painful, but there were some very, very good episodes. Um, but that that's the amount of research we do put into these things.
1: Indeed, I am... And this is, this is, like I say, once once Darren got the ground, he understood because it's very difficult for somebody coming in who's never seen something, especially if you're basing it in a universe that already exists. Yeah. Um, it was very, I think it was very difficult for Darren to come in and just say, right, this is what we're going to do. And he's looking at the story and thinking, what the hell's going on? I don't yeah. understand any of this prehistory that's on there, this, this that, and the other. So he watched them all. And then I think, I think it was after, what was it, third season? After the end ended the Shadow War.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, middle to end of the
1: third season, it all kind of fell into place, um, and that's when we obviously we, we I think you knew where we were coming from. Then you knew what yeah, we expected yeah. from from Ron being a telepath. Um, it was quite. Um, I think. I think that was a pivotal moment once there because I think that shows up in the third episode and then the fourth episode of Novel B's. where you can hear Ron is really switched on. Yeah, uh, he's kind of like a bit a bit more of a confident character in there, and. It's. I mean, the storyline itself is based on David Sheridan, which was kind of an open end from B five. So, I mean, the characters themselves start with David, and we kind of give David as this um, this kind of kind of mixed up guy because he's he's got this very very famous parentage, but he's also got this dual heritage thing, which I don't think we we played on initially. I think the initial ideas, if you remember us talking, was we were going to play on that straight away, weren't we? Yeah. But we didn't play on that until the sixth episode because everybody was just you know take, trying to absorb David and for what he was and where he was going, and it wasn't until the sixth episode is that bit in the sixth episode where he talks on about um, where he got the name Shelby from. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we took a I think we took quite a while in developing that bit. Uh, to give you some idea of the backstory. So David was very, still a very, a very, very, very strong character. Very much the strong bits from da- um, from John Sheridan and from Dylan, very much that way. Um, Ron, once again, um, from your perspective, how have you seen Ron come along?
0: Oh, massively. Just for me, the the understanding of the, the telepath in the whole Babylon 5 universe helped shape the character and to... Well, to what he was at the end, because to me, when I saw it on paper, it was just like, okay, so this dude's a telepath. There's telepaths in, in probably most of the sci-fi that I watch. But in these, the telepaths are very, very, very sneaky. Uh, very sn-
1: he is. He's very psycho, isn't he? Yeah. You know, the core is mother, the core is father. Um, or should I say the corpse, his mother, the corpse, his father. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it, it's that kind of thing. It, it, Ron's not two-dimensional character at all. And I think, I think the end of the second episode, when you, we first come across Ron, is really unexpected because you've got David and Vatan talking away and then Vatan goes. And when you listen to it, next thing you know, it's like David's talking to himself and you hear these footsteps and then you realise that David isn't as, as naive as what people may think he is because he's had a telepath in the room all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's sneaky. Yeah. That's proper sneaky. You can tell he doesn't trust anybody f- just from that. And then obviously you've got Ron. And Ron is himself, he's a double-edged sword is Ron. Because Ron, in the story, you know that Ron actually scans David. Yeah. Every once. It's that kind of thing. Um, it's the old classic line of cheesy pastries. Yeah. <laughs> and that that you know from Ron's point of view he, he 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 trusts david obviously you can hear the trust is there and there's a, there's a kind of a loyalty between the two of them and is that that buddy that bonding between them but ron isn't isn't as naive once again he's quite well switched on and he's got a violent streak to him
0: yeah i mean just to bring it back round to the um, sound quality and how we've advanced over the last year is back then when The Voice was done for run on, on the first episode, what you'll find is, um, I mean, it, this just shows how long ago a year was. This was recorded on a PC in a noisy environment on, it might as well be a microphone to out of a cracker. Loads of background noise, sound quality was quite poor. And I believe you spent ages just trying to clean up the audio, remove the background noise, didn't it-
1: you? It was, um, you, I remember you probably got a tongue bashing off me at <laughs> some point. Um, it took ages to clean, just to clean the audio up. And, and that's, that's what we were trying to say, I think, in one of the earlier fiction casts and, and some of the novel casts as well, um, It's when you're getting the equipment together is sometimes, it's all right in principle saying, you know, oh, I've got a mic and I bought it from the market and I've got this and I've got that. But sometimes in order to, it makes a difference. Because I guaranteed if we if we record this podcast on, you know, a another microphone with loads of hiss and loads of noise, you wouldn't be still listening to it now. Yeah, yeah. Because it detracts away from what we're trying to achieve. And I think we both sort of sat down and said, right, okay, fine, this is what we need to do. And a bit of arm twisting from me, and then you decided to to upgrade your equipment into a similar a similar setup. Yeah. And I mean, during I mean, thing is, I think. That, that was around about episode three, episode four. Yeah. And I think the sound quality of the whole thing just started to go up then.
0: Yeah, but I think that was quite a lot of experience um, on our behalf where we, we just kind of got our heads together and got it sorted. Um, it has been quite a steep learning curve, um, especially with, I mean, to be honest, with the sound quality as well, um, with the Scuttercast, I don't know if you listen to the latest episodes, but in fact, this one that's just done now, um nick has got himself a new microphone and Mm. a new m audio mixer and he's just recently got himself a new headset mic and the sound quality on those two was quite poor before it's now so crystal clear and it well i think it just sounds so much better
1: yeah i mean it, it does and the thing is you can't compromise on that I know a lot of people say it's all about affordability, but things are slowly, surely coming down. I mean, we're not using a 1,000-pound microphones or 500-pound microphones, you know, we're using 100-pound microphones tops. Yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of good pieces of equipment out there and um, we 've talked about it many times before, but it does make a difference because it allows you to have confidence and be a bit bolder in what you 're actually developing and what you 're recording and how you 're producing it because yeah. as the story's gone on, like I think it was episode was it episode four we decided we decided to change the production structure. I think we talked about this last time didn 't we yeah, um, and we changed the production structure so each scene itself was a separate audio recording yeah. so we could emulate the environment I yeah. mean a lot of the development and the planning was. Absolutely amazing and still there, and we've still got it. Um, and it's all written down and it's all archived off and everything. So, we will be coming back to it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, w- what one of the main ideas is once we've got Star Trek Genesis of the Borg out of the way, hopefully, we should have a, a nice family type cast, um, who, who have helped us in that and, and want to do further projects. So, it'd be nice to involve those in the Nova Bean. You never know, we might go two, three, four seasons in. Yeah, oh. mm, I agree or even do um, Genesis of the Book 2 or a continuation of there. We're not 100% on just if we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger as yet, but we may do, we may
1: do. Yeah, well, like I say, I mean, the thing is we're going to do this. We need, we're trying to obviously expand the people we've got involved and the staff we've got involved in it, Im- improve the cast, because we were very, very conscious of the idea that we were running out of voices and Novo B itself was starting to stagnate, not in its production value, but in literally in its its vocal dynamic, which basically means we need some fresh voices in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, on the last episode, the, uh, Karen from Starbase 6, who's helping us with the Genesis of the Board project, she got involved um, and Anthony as well, who does the Scott a cast with me, he also got involved. So that did give a nice uh, a nice range on the voices. Um, but there were still a few too many of
1: Tony, to be honest. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, the people we've had involved in Novo B, uh, we've had Darren, as you know, uh, myself, we've had Destine, uh, my daughter, Davina, my other daughter, um, Steve D, uh, Steve C, Chris H, Chris Holmes, um Anthony and Karen. Yeah. I think that's everybody. Is that everybody? Yep. Uh, so that's about nine, ten people. Um so yeah, we, we need to um, sort of like get some more people in. Um obviously for Genesis of the Bog is the main concentration because of the fact that we've got um got this great idea and we're gonna do it as a big two hour special. Um, may may even stretch over because of the fact that obviously we want to do something Star Trek and we want to be able to push ourselves to this new frontier in the audio recording. So yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Star Trek Genesis of the Bog is going to be absolutely awesome. Um, I mean, if you listen to the teaser on the website at www.genesisoftheborg.com that gives you an idea of the quality and the level and the familiarity, I think, that's that going to be there. And it's going to be really good. We're still looking for a Riker sound alike. Yeah, we are. Um, if, even if you're not a Riker Soundlight and you want to join the cast, no problem at all. If you think, oh, well, you know, I don't think I'm that good. Just All you have to do is just email in a an audition in a small MP3 format to info at com, and that'll come in to us. And we've got sort of things in place where we can coach people as well and sort of uh, let you know Maybe it'll sound better this way, that way, that kind of thing. So mm.
0: I mean even if you if even if you want a very small part, even if you want to be a red shirt, one line of dialogue and then you die. <laughs> Feel it's free. A,
1: it's <laughs> a start and the thing is you're there and once you do it, you probably want to do more. I mean if you don't fancy being uh, a voice actor and you fancy maybe doing some writing, we need some writers as well to help you know construct yeah, these things absolutely. definitely 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 if you're into your star trek and you're into your borg uh, and you fancy your hand at writing then let us know email us at info at genesis of the i'm also looking from the audio side for some sound effects guys who can piece together sound effects just to take a little bit the of pressure off me because um, obviously at too many hats on my head at the moment because um, I've got the score to do but I'm needing some sound effects guys as well who can uh, just piece together and gather the sound effects so then I can put them into uh, the, main, the main audio file itself yeah. and add those.
0: well I think that's enough from us this week it's quite a long episode if you want to come and join us at the forum it's fictionshed.com and you can get to the forum there that's where you also get the feed where um, everything's aggregated from all the projects that we do If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash FictionShed. And finally, if you want to email us, it's podcast at shed.com.
1: Yeah. And just one more thing. I think because it's the first anniversary of Novo B, we're going to post the first script on FictionShed.com so you can have a look. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll post it up there and you can have a look. That'll be up by the time you are listening to this. So it should be up now. Yeah, go on there, and you can have a look at the first script, the very, very first episode, and we won't delete anything out of it. It's just the text file as it is. Yeah. That'd be okay. nice. Okay, right. Well, if we've got some
0: loads of new info, we'll see you next week. If not, we'll we'll see you shortly. No okay. worries. Bye-bye from me. Bye-bye.